let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks uh, through the miracle that is this modern world, um, that is your world, that we can uh, share this message with others. God, guide us that we may be faithful servants of you. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, um, and welcome uh, to another fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk. Uh, we are Stacy List today, and so uh, have a little bit of patience with me, um, who is pulling a double duty on production. <laughs> so I have the the production iPhone, um, and, uh, and and the and the production. I'm not going to lift this one up because I don't. Uh, maybe the cable will reach. Um, and the production tablet, um, and uh, the and then my normal. Let me. Let me monitor the chat iPad thing, um, which is actually a Microsoft Surface. Um, and so, yeah, I have a lot of things in front of me. Now I have another. Th- no, go away. Go away. Go away. Um, there is a Bible. There's also a Bible. Bible. But that, so that this Bible is not yes. actually what I read the scripture from. I read the scripture from the tablet. But this Bible is really useful where I have to say the Bible. The um, Bible. I, also, it's just I use it sometimes in my real life. This is my Bible that lives at home. It's given to me for my commissioning. It has my name on it. Oh. Um, in, uh, anyways, yes. Uh, <laughs> I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is. Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchot. And, uh, well, you know, Stacy's just has uh, some things. His actual has a thing in his personal life, and so he could go and have a personal <laughs> life. Uh, we, however, are here uh, to talk about Scripture, and we are uh, kind of breaking from how we normally operate. Uh, so uh, at least once a year um, in my ministry here, we uh, break from the lectionary, the kind of normal calendar of texts that kind of follow the Christian year. Um, uh, although I guess the next two weeks we're still on the Christian year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do Summer of Rock. Uh, so we are starting um, our Summer of Rock. Um, and we're starting it off. Uh, our, this coming Sunday is Ascension Sunday. So, right. Uh, so from uh, basically Monday, Thursday um, through uh, Pentecost, we actually kind of live the story of Jesus mm-hmm. in timeline order, more or less. Pentecost is called Pentecost because it is 50, 50. days um, after 50, Passover. 50, 50. So it's an actual pre-existing Jewish holiday that was 50 days after the Passover, which happens to end up being essentially 50 days after the resurrection. And so the Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, um, Easter Sunday, Ascension, and Pentecost are more or less in order as the disciples, um, as Christ um, as the early Christians would have lived it. And so uh, we get our kind of next point in the story. um, And this is a real weird one if you're a follower of Jesus. Can you imagine, right? Uh, You've been walking with Jesus. You've been talking with Jesus. Jesus dies. He's gone for a couple days. Um, He rises again on the third day. And then you're like, great, we got it made. And then he ascends into heaven. And now he's gone again. Like you had him back and you could finally ask all those questions and say all those meaningful things. Um, But like, now he's gone again. Um, and so here we have Jesus going away again um, in Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 50. While, while they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have, 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 This is my favorite. This is my favorite <laughs> ah, post-resurrection yeah. experience. Here we yeah. go. It's the fish. It's the fish. I love this. 
you can hear the as close to annoyance as Jesus ever gets, um, other than flipping tables in the temple. Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I have spoken to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and arise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed to, in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending you uh, what my father promised. So stay here in the tell this. Stay here in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. Then he led them out as far as, as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. Excuse me. Um, and while he was blessing with them, he withdrew from them and he was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, um, that they were continually blessing, bless, in the temple, blessing God. That it was Luke twenty four thirty six through fifty three. Um, so yeah, um, you get this like you get another resurrection scene, post resurrection scene. Except this is the last one, mm-hmm. right? He shows up. He reminds them once again. No, really, still here really human um my favorite bit apparently ghosts can't eat fish um and so he eats fish and thus proves he's not a ghost it's great and then he opens their eyes um and then he says look i've given you all of this i'm about to give you more go and do the mission or wait wait just a little bit though wait till you receive the power from above which is pentecost um but once you're done waiting there is a mission ahead of you that all of this work that I have done was to, in part, to prepare you. And so now you have been prepared. So now go and do, go and do the thing. Go and do the thing that you, that you have been called to do. Go and do the thing that in some ways I have been preparing you for, have been modeling for you. Now it is your turn to go. You know, uh, listening to this uh, scripture and, and thinking on where we're going with it, I've, Though I know there's a reason we have it titled what we're, we're doing, I, I could easily see this being called Mission Possible. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and having that impossible mission thing going because Jesus is saying, here's your mission, which I know seems impossible to you, but wait, there's more. Right. Because on the day of Pentecost, you're going to get everything that you need. Right. They don't realize that that's what he's meaning, but that's what he's uh, saying here. He is telling them that they're going to have it, and he's laying out what it is that they're expected to do, which is kind of daunting when you kind of sit there and think about it 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 is but he keeps reminding them i have given you this tool set right and and they don't even and here he is somewhat talking about the holy spirit but he's also talking about the you know the scriptures Mm -hmm. and seeing them fulfilled right and so if you a lot of so a lot of scripture when scripture reflects on scripture which doesn't happen a ton um, happens more than certainly happens more in the New Testament and the Old Testament. But one of the reasons new, when the New Testament reflects on Scripture, and here you see Jesus reflect on Scripture, it is to say, yeah, remember when you thought when all of those promises were impossible, and then you saw me fulfill them. So then, if you reflect on the meaning of the law and the prophets, and how I was the fulfillment right. of the law and the prophets, then you could probably put some faith in the thing that I have 
said, which mm-hmm. is the coming of Pentecost. Uh, John, if you think about Revelation, Revelation is a similar thing, right? Revelation's the unfulfilled promise, yeah. right? The rest of the promises in Scripture have been fulfilled. Um, the unfulfilled promise is the descent of the New Jerusalem. It is the God winning in the end. Um, but part of why we have Scripture at all and why reflecting on the Word of God is so important is... In part, it teaches you how to live, and there, there is certainly that aspect, the kind of moral instruction aspect of Scripture. But it is also a book of God's kept promises, so that when we look at the promises that have not, not the promises that have been unkept, but the promises that have not come true yet, uh-huh. yeah. we can have, it can aid us in our faith that we are going to get to that yet, that eventually, that some glad morning, um, that we can get there because we can see this kind of lit, literal litany of other promises that have been kept. You mentioned that they were given the tools by him over mm-hmm. the years, but it just kept going over their head, Mr. Hart. They didn't fully understand what they had at their grasp, and it, it, it had to take, like, the Holy Spirit coming yeah. to finally come to fruition. Oh, this is what we got to do, and we're going to go out and do it and stuff, but it's like up until then it's like, Draw me a picture. I don't understand. That's like us today. We still don't understand. But but there's also a level of anticipation and excitement that has to be with them at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, and and Jesus was great. He gave them some OJT. Uh, He would send them out at different different times (laughs) where they came back excited about being able to see people healed in his name and all of that. But this is still different than the individuals on the Good Friday. Uh-huh. Right? They have been they have spent time now with Jesus, risen. Yeah, post resurrection. Yeah, yeah. resurrection. So, so there's a new level of excitement there. That is, he's saying, "I've given you the tools." That is starting to click because they're going. Um, well, we're we're talking to a man who was dead. Right. He, he ate fish. He's not. He, a he's ghost. not a ghost. He's, he's not also. a ghost. So. This is a good thing. And so there has to be that building as they're seeing this. And then, you know, we, we understand that he kind of goes up, you know, for the full ascension. He goes back into heaven. They kind of watch this thing as we see the different versions, not really versions, but perspectives of the stories shown. They, they're taking him at his word. Wait. And there's one of them that talks about the an angel then shows up and goes, no, no, really, quit standing. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, go, 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 I think, go. So I think, yeah. I think that's also Luke. I think that's yeah. Acts. Right, so yeah. um, this is we're at the handoff <laughs> between Luke chapter twenty four, mm-hmm. which is the last last chapter of Luke, and in the first chapter of Luke two, Acts of the Apostles, right. um, the, the sequel, and so and that's where I believe um, the yeah. the angel shows up and goes, "Go home, it's over." Get a real job, yeah. but in this case, get a real He's job. Coming back the same way, but not not right, right now. Second. Like Go, not, man. like you, yes. In the scale of geologic time, he will be back soon. But you are not gonna want to stand there uh, long enough for him to come back. Go away now. Uh, go, go. Go, go. Go. Yeah. Go. Go. go this away. is. This is. This is time for. It is time for you. Um, and, and this you see then they enter into this season uh, which is a brief season but they enter into this season of spiritual preparation yeah. mm-hmm. where they are worshipping the temple where they are as, as Acts chapter 2 picks up which is what we're going to do next you know on next week's show yep. um, is Acts chapter 2 or verses 1 through 21 um, you get the like they are gathered together in one place they have some like church business to handle they're short a disciple they're short an apostle <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and so, you know, so, uh, um, so, are so, we kind of replacing him or we, not? We're admin council meeting right now. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Methodist. The NPRC's been called. Yeah, this, this, you know, this, this, <laughs> it's the first, you know, the first general conference, right? right <laughs> where we had to do some, in Methodist speak, we got to do some holy conferencing because holy cow, we got a problem. Okay. Uh, we're going to have fun playing with that next week if we're going, sticking with the, uh, the Methodist deal because, you know, they rolled the dice to pick the person. Yeah, so yeah. How, yeah, is that yeah. how we're going to pick our next bishop? I mean, look, it, it starts to, in some time, some way. It starts to feel that way. It's a lot of dice. Um, you there's a lot roll. of dice, and I've read a lot of judicial council decisions in the past two weeks. I'll tell you that much. Um, but you know, like I, I, Acts chapter one again. Acts chapter one is in some ways just a repetition of Luke twenty four with a few more yeah. details, and then just some really I don't know how like spiritually Previously on Luke right. One. It's kind of previously on, so it is previous yeah i think i think i have done that in in uh, sure, in uh, near miss of the new testament i think i literally did it's, it starts with previously on luke right previously on Grey's anatomy right like it is it is that um but you also i don't again i don't know how much of spiritual value it is but someone who has to run a church and has to watch churches make really awkward and difficult decisions sometimes oh, yep. i really love the, <laughs> the election of judas's replacement yeah. because that is one of those like you have no doubt that sometimes you wonder right like are they are they applying rose colored glasses to this if Luke didn't feel like he had to include this he wouldn't have and so you can really get the sense that it was kind of as awkward as it sounds Jeannie <laughs> <laughs> uh, threw in another roll of d20 yeah the, okay. I mean yeah because it's like it's just we need to make sure it's a reliable person because the last guy was a trash fire yeah yeah but all of this is part of that preparation and so it is you know acts chapter one which is you know again you have you really need to think of luke and acts as one book with just one you know for chapter one and chapter two um because luke is always luke is the gospel that spends the most time reflecting on the presence Mm -hmm. of the holy spirit and then he is the gospel that spends the most time he is the writer that spends the most time narrating the descent of the holy spirit right that that these are these are meant to be read as, you know, as, as two parts of one whole. In the in this in a way, you can read Luke in a way different way than you can read Paul. Because Luke is able to reflect on Paul's writings as Luke is writing. Because Luke's writing after Paul, right? Yeah. Luke's oh. been trained by Paul. And Luke I suspect Luke wishes. I, you know, I can't get in Luke's mind. I can just look how different Luke's writing is from his mentor. Yeah. In the way that the people in John's school all really write like John, right, and like emulate his style, because that school goes on slightly too yeah. long. Um, it covers slightly too much human history for it to have been one author the whole time. Luke looks at Paul's writing and goes, God, I wish Paul could have just written like a whole thought. And so Luke writes... The, one of the most extended whole thoughts in all of scripture, uh, which is Luke chapter 1 through Acts chapter 28. Which, you know, the way Luke ends and what we're joking about at the beginning of Acts really is a handing off of the baton. Yes. Uh-huh. The gospel takes a look predominantly at the ministry of Jesus Christ, as yes. it should. But it comes where what we're talking about right here at the Ascension is Jesus telling them, and we've made this allusion before to Captain Planet. Yes. Now the power is yours. I think this was last so, last year's Pentecost probably. or Ascension yeah. sermon was yeah. literally Captain Planet. Uh, because it's this idea of I've given you the tools. Here's the mission. Now go. 
and then we we see this bit of they're waiting, they're getting the prep time right. for the. Well, they're following the Jesus' instruction. Yeah, he mm-hmm. tells them to go and wait, and you know, it, it, seven to ten days is how long that wait is. You know, since we know how far that whole fifty right. is, <laughs> we we, we, and, yeah, we know the math. Us that he was there with them about forty days, and then you, you give a give a take where to be there. But anyway, whereas Acts picks up with them getting the go ahead, and so which is interesting because Acts then carries out. What we still continue into, now we think of the Acts of the Apostles ending in the scripture sense, it did, but all of Christians should yeah. still be, what we're doing should still be Acts of the Disciples yeah, of Christ. Right, exactly. So there's a church planting network, I don't know, I don't know if it still existed, still existed, existed for a while, um, that was called Acts 29. Which is just a really nice. good. It's just a really good name for a thing. It took me slightly too long to get the joke yeah. um, that Acts twenty nine because there is no Acts twenty nine. It's right. what's next, yeah. right? Um, but that it, it really is that. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, and cool. like sometimes people people name good just come up with good names. That's a good name. Like a, um, Psalms one hundred fifty one. Psalms one, yeah, so a yeah. similar idea, right? Yeah. So you Acts twenty nine that we are Acts twenty nine. Right, that anyone who is seeking to continue to spread the gospel um, is Acts 29, right? Yeah. So if you, at the end of Acts gets you to the end of Paul's earthly, Paul's earthly ministry. Um, and so there is not that much of the story that other parts of the of the of the New mm-hmm. Testament show us, right? We don't quite know when Paul dies relative to when John's school is finishing Revelation. That's all a bit squishy. Um, <laughs> but you know, you squishy. get to most of the way through the fir- the first century AD, and the story's over from a Bible perspective, right? Yeah. Um, Paul is dead. Revelation is finished, um, and now everything's a lot more complicated. The other thing that Acts do when we're talking about baton passing. Acts shows a baton passing too, of from Jesus, you yeah. know, Jesus ascending to the to the disciples, to the hundred people in that room, um, and, and then, then to the others. and then to the Gentiles, right? That there is starting in Acts nine um, and continuing on for those kind of middle chapters of Acts, you get some Peter, Peter and James stuff still, some Paul stuff, but at some point the plot of Acts becomes the Paul show. Right. And that is it is moving from the Jerusalem mission to the Gentile mission and then from the Gentile mission to Acts 29, to us, to everybody. Because um, then it carries over into, you know, after Acts, you have the epistles and you start seeing the churches that have broken yeah, but and you, come about from the different ministries. Right. Mm-hmm. But so you, you have, have to realize the epistles yeah. are being written while this is going on. While, while the events of Acts are going on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the events of Acts is the end of Paul's ministry. Yeah. Right. And so all those letters are presumed, happening. Are, 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 already, are happening as we go. And so that's why I say Acts is. In terms of, cause we, again, we don't quite. John's doing his own thing on Patmos. That's all I'm going to say. Um, That's a boy. That's a boy. You know, John. John. John's doing his own thing on Patmos. And it had the face of a person with yeah. the tail of a scorpion. Yeah. And it flew around, and I don't know what this thing is, but I'm writing it down. Yeah. And the beginning was the word, and the word was God, with God, and the word was God. Bongo. Right, like the like bongos. Like he is. <laughs> And like I know, he's the beatnik disciple. He, yes, I, actually, that is 
that is the, the nicer image. I, I am not actually implying that John is on the reefer. I am implying that John deeply embeds himself, not just in Greek, like not just in the Greek world, but in Greek culture and Greek philosophy, even more so than Paul, and really is able to communicate in a different way. We just don't know where he fits in the plot. He, he knew his audience. Right, mm-hmm. yes. He definitely aimed for his audience and hits a more philosophical uh, group that for is one wonderful that we have this now because we have different gospels that appeal to the different ways people in modern time think and express themselves. Well, and you see in some ways the the the, the story the you look at the way the different gospels tell the story, you see Jesus' words played out, right? Yeah. Some of those men we believe would have been at least two of those men we believe would have been there, right? Matthew and John theoretically would have been there. Um, Mark would have been if if Mark is who we think Mark is, Mark would have been too young. Yeah. We don't know if Mark's present for the ascension. We know Luke isn't, yeah. right? Luke's not in the movement yet. Um, Luke's a gen two, right? Yeah. Um, Luke is <laughs> right, but it is like I so okay. This, this tips a little bit of how I think about it, but Luke's a gen two. Um, he is not a Gen 1, right? If, if Gen right. 1 is, you know, the 100 people there in the room you on Pentecost. The, the first persons and yeah. the right. yeah, second yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so Luke is somewhere. So this is where, like, Paul, Luke, Timothy, like, those guys uh, have, a, in some ways, have a whole different set of problems um, because they none of them knew Jesus directly. Um, and they are learning from, and Luke even talks about in the opener to, to the gospel, to Luke 1, uh, the gospel, um, Luke 1, the life of Jesus, Luke 2, the Acts of the Apostles, that like he consults sources, right? He t- I, I always picture that as Luke talking to the old timers yeah. um, who were around when all those things were going on. Um, but this, you were watching these people try and tell the story of Jesus to the audiences that they know best, mm-hmm. right? You have Matthew, who we talk about often as the pastor, pastoring a large, a, at least, you know, largely Jewish Christian uh, congregation. Um, you have Luke writing the gospel and the summary of the, of the early church for the, for the Gentile church, for the Paul movement, for the, you know, kind of Paul and Paul founded churches. Uh, you have John deeply invested in Greek philosophy, wanting to make sure that the gospel can make sense to a Greek audience. You have Mark wanting to be first. <laughs> Writing very quickly and wanting to yeah, be first. Yeah, speed writing but, there. But also really can't... Mar- I ain't going to be the best, but I'm going to be gonna the be first. The, I'm going to be the first. And, and, to, and like, Mark wants you to know that Jesus is miraculous and Jesus is I'll, mysterious. I'll suppress Right. And, and so you see these different Gospels, and that is, in some ways, a living out of, I've given you these tools, now go and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the torch passing in Acts, right, from from Jesus to the early disciples to Paul to the Paul movement that is you know most of Christianity is derived most of modern Christianity is derived from the work of Paul not from the you know not just from the work of Peter right like Peter ends up in Rome but who founded all those Gentile churches Paul Paul did did. or Paul did or Paul's you know students Paul's descendants the kind of missionary movement that Paul exemplifies Mm -hmm. right Um, and then 
on down the road to us. <laughs> well, we've got a great uh, analogy in here uh, from uh, uh, Joe. It's like the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I mean, Jay Leno. I mean, Jimmy Fallon. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. So yeah. That, so that's Paul. <laughs> right. So that is that's Paul school where it goes from <laughs> there here to here to here. Uh, the John the John school um, is much more uh, is the, is the dread, I call the Dread Pirate Roberts yes. in the same way that Isaiah is the Dread Pirate Roberts. That it's just there is one name that covers all of us. We are all the Dread Pirate Roberts. The Dread Pirate Robert, Roberts is not one person. <laughs> Uh, also, another one. Uh, it's like saying you had a scholar pastor, the evangelist pastor, the hipster yeah, pastor. Yeah, yeah, Most definitely. And I was sitting here as we were talking about it, and I was stuck on the, the Gen 2 thing, and I'm going, okay, I know it doesn't exactly work, but does that make like Arrhenius and Polycarp the, the yes. millennials of us? Yeah, I mean, in some ways, right. They are. And they are really concerned with things that would not have made sense to Mark, yeah. right? Mark is like, Mark would have looked at them and go, no, I, I wrote it. I told you what happened. What yeah. are you, why are you so worried about this other stuff? Yeah. And it's because they've run into challenges that Mark didn't have. Yeah. Mark didn't have to deal with Martian. Mark didn't have to deal with this kind of deal with, you know, trying to explain, well, Mark particularly did not have to explain to the Romans why we weren't cannibal atheists. Right. Right. Where yes. So we were atheists to the Romans because we were monotheistic. Right. Uh-huh. We like I was back there. Uh, but uh, well, we we Christians. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> what you only believe in one God? You atheist. You right. You atheist. Yeah. We were also uh, we were also heathens. Right. Because yeah. right. heathens, you know, uh, we, heathens is just you know the tr- yeah. not the Church of Rome. Um, and I guess cannibals where we eat the body and blood of Christ. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, you yes. Got, there were yes. a body that, that believed that because of that, and so we've cracked the joke about even in modern society. If you are not familiar with uh, churches and you came in and all you see in the bulletin is it uh, there is a fountain filled with a blood fountain filled with blood yeah. who, who, whose whose blood is it why is <laughs> well and that's why also we have to um, and this is not necessarily where any of this is going but just it sparks my brain this is why we have to be really careful about mocking other people's worship yeah. right other Christians worship um, because all Christian worship sounds absolutely insane if you don't understand what's happening. Well, and when it comes to evangelism, I think thinking back to what Paul said about uh, when he saw, hey, I see you have a uh, altar to an unknown, unknown God. God. Yeah. At, at Marcel. We yeah. get in the habit in this area of using, you know, Christianese yeah. in our vocabulary because in the Bible Belt, you think that's how everybody talks and everybody understands that. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I, who knows? I have. I have traveled many miles <laughs> since we last met, um, and so God knows where I was having this conversation. Maybe it was with my new church. I don't know. God, I talk so much. Um, but I was talking about, <laughs> you know, we have reflected often on this show about the end of nominal Christianity and how that's not necessarily bad news. It just means we've got to earn it, right? That we actually have to reflect on the fact that the power of God goes with us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that as Jesus ascends, ascends, he doesn't leave us abandoned. He left us a vast wealth of knowledge that has been passed down to us. And we call that, at this point, we call that scripture, yeah. right? Um, and where we're going, where this ends up is we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and so, yes, people are not naturally just going to go to church because it's the thing to do yeah. anymore. Um, 
it is, it, you know, it, you know, it is not the country club life. Life in America today, life in middle class America today, is not go to the country club on Saturday and go to the church on Sunday and go to work on at nine a.m. on Monday, right? And then have a three martini lunch and then presumably sleep the rest of the afternoon. Well, we just try to shorten that, and then for a while we're just going to church in the old country club, right? I mean, yes, <laughs> literally what we do. Like we, yeah. we skip the stuff, but like that's not American life anymore, <laughs> no. right? It is kids' sports games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like, it's just, it is. And so we have to earn it in that we have to actually use, we cannot just, you know, uh, you know, as the old church point, oh, just open the doors and people will come in. Oh, that is not no, the way of the world true. anymore. There's some good comments going in here. Um, you know, every big church changeover causes people to lose their heads. Like when Henry VIII brought in the Church of England, imagine the first time they tried to change things. Yes. And yeah. I mean, even that continued on later on with you know people coming out of the Anglican Church and all of that, and then uh, they did throw John Wesley out at some point. Yeah, uh, and Ken said uh, changes like getting a new pastor. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, these are things that, that come up. And what's interesting is we deal with this now, but that's literally what's going on mm-hmm. here and what we're talking about. Jesus came in making a change against what had been the norm with the Pharisees. Ironically enough, the Pharisees had become what they were because of trying to change from what had led them into exile and right. trying to get things. Jesus is like, okay, good job, but you took it too far in the wrong direction. Let's bring it back to here. And now he's doing this changeover, and we still face these things. Well, and Jesus is deliberately distributing the responsibility and the power. Yeah. One of the differences, and I, I think I certainly have not reflected on this enough. One of the differences between God, God is, is heavenly kings, Christ is heavenly king, um, and um, earthly kings is earthly kings try to hold the power for themselves. Exactly. Mm. And what is happening in the ascension to Pentecost kind of complex is Jesus didn't stick around to get fawned over um, as a resurrected one. He gave the people what they needed to keep the work on, and then he got out of there and allowed the power to be distributed to them. The same spirit that was in him um, then becomes for everybody. That's the power is yours movement. And so that is actually part of the theological underpinnings of, we talk about Methodist pastor change because it's, you know, looming large in the window for all of us. Um, certainly for me, I do have a place to live now. Um, so I, you know, I'm no longer homeless. I no longer have to hear Stacy's advice on how to cook rats. House party. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I have, I got a house yesterday. Um, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But like, that is part of why we do what we do is so the congregation always knows it's not the pastor's church. It's God's church, and we all have care of it. That The power to grow the church, the power to be the church, the responsibility to grow the church, the responsibility to be the church is on my shoulders, but it's not uniquely on my shoulders. Uh-huh. It's on everyone's shoulders. I have a role to play within it, um, but my role is interchangeable. What is true is the presence of God, not the presence of any one person, and Christ even models that for us, that it's not about any one person. It is about all of us collectively having that power and christ goes with us but christ goes with us in a spiritual way rather than live you know like christ could have just lived forever on earth and fulfilled all of those temptations that the that the devil lays out way back in luke chapter three right where with the temptation of christ right where it's like yeah you could he could have that earthly power right he's earned it he rose from the dead defeating Mm -hmm. the roman empire right it's pretty darn powerful and instead of hoarding that power for himself he freely, as he freely gave his life away, he freely gives that power away as well. 
Yeah, he shares the wealth. He shares the power because he knew at the end he couldn't do it all by himself. He needed some help. So that's why he got us to share. Well, and no, he, so I actually wonder, I wonder that, right? Uh-huh. I guess he could do it by himself. He could, but he depends on us, the, the disciples, to go out right. and complete the mission that he started when he was here. And I think that's part of the mystery of God, uh-huh. right? That God doesn't need us. But God chooses to use us anyway. Yeah. yeah. And God gives us this tool set and allows us that mission. Like I, I talk about this at the offering a lot on Sundays, but like all of this is an opportunity yeah. to be a part. We have this wonderful opportunity to be a part of God's transformation and salvation of the world. Uh-huh. We don't have to, but God seems to think it's better for our souls for us to get to be a part. And Lord knows I like to be, inv- you know, it's, you know, people like to be included and God chooses to include us, right? God could just snap God's fingers and do all of it. And I like um, that. But instead, we have this opportunity mm-hmm. um, for God to go with us. Um, we're, we're, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to spoil what the song is. I was going to spoil it. I was, 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 was going to do it. I'm glad you said that. I was, was going to I, I think this. Comment. I think this one's pretty funny. Uh, this one's a little bit of comedy. But it is, it, we have this opportunity to have God go with us um, and this opportunity to be a part of what God is doing and this opportunity to be the hands and feet of God. And we need to seize it as an opportunity, not see it as a burden, not see it as anything other than what it is, which is a tremendous gift from the mystery of God. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, because we can't do it by ourselves. Right. Right. Can't. We'll try it. And that's probably as good a place as any to bring this show. In. Oh, sorry. There is a, there there is one more. Um, uh, there's a couple more comments. I want to make sure uh, he he could, but we would not learn anything. I think that's a good point. Uh-huh. And, um, and Jeannie, uh, do you do you believe enough to carry on the work? Right. Mm, yeah. Do oh, you believe question. enough um, and see the work for what it is. And then from Joe, because um, that's just the way of the world. It never ends till the end. Then you start again. That's just the way of the world. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. Just the way it is. Yes. Um, but yes, if you um, have other uh, comments, feedback, whatever for this show, you can leave it here on our Facebook page. You can uh, comment on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can post a comment on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. We will be back with another episode uh, next week, but it's a little complicated. I think we are doing it. From the Texas I think we agreed we're doing it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night at the, yeah. but it's gonna be like late Sunday night. Cause we have worship that night. We have too. worship, and that worship is the Episcopal address, and so it's long, mm-hmm. and so we're probably going live at like nine thirty p.m. ish at the party house. Um, unless we have time in the, unless we all get there early enough and have time in the afternoon, so it is either gonna be like. 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 9.30 p.m. Uh, we'll post on the Facebook. Once we know what time, we'll post on the Facebook page. Um, we are doing a live show uh, next week live from the Texas Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Live from TAC 2022. Uh, the, we'll be trapped inside the Hilton Americas for three days. Uh-huh, uh, yep, it's going to be great. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, also that. Um, and so, anyways, there will be a live show, um, and it will go up after the fact if you miss it live. If you need an audio-only version of the show, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And also, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. I think I made it. This is weird. We can't, like, at some point during every show that I produce, we lose the screen. Can't yep. see nothing. So I'm, I'm fl- literally flying blind. Of course, our dancing is one of the most yourselves.
this is me without my glasses. <laughs>